I mean, there's no stakes for them in their yeah, kickoff show. Exactly. There's no chicken either. Welcome to Grapple Snap, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to being wrong. And how come every time the weatherman gets the, the, the weather wrong, they get to keep their job? Because I had a beach day schedule today with my brothers and my uncle. We we're going to go hang out, drink a little bit, chill out. But they said it was going to rain yesterday. Like yesterday said it was going to rain today. All week it said it was going to rain. And I go outside to get breakfast. Sun is shining, the birds are chirping, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. I have this issue with my Google Home just about every morning. I'm like, yo, what's the weather going to be like? She'd be like, partly cloudy, no chance of rain. I don't know why I gave her an accent. And then, like, it'll pour. And I'm like, great. And then she'll be like, rain all day. And I'll bring my boots to work. And then... Not a single drop. I'm like, you you're just gonna just gonna play me like that? That's it. Yeah, I, it's 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 sickening, actually. But if I mess up at my job, psh, man. right? If I met the the stakes are higher at my job, <laughs> I, like, I, apparently, you know, getting the weather. If you're over oh, over wait, sun exposure, right? Because mm. oh, it's gonna be cloudy, and you wear a tank top, and you get sunburnt. You can't complain to the weatherman. Cancel him. Cancel him. It's BS, man. But I can't. I can't rant. I, I had a good night. I had a good night tonight. You know. All right. All right. I can't. I can't rant. You're going to listen to me and my happiness and thrill. His. Nah. Nah. <laughs> On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples the Apples. It's Grapples the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. And I I, I don't know. Maybe the, it was too much, too hot and heavy, too much to handle. Us being in person, we had to go back to remote. <laughs> but I am one of your hosts, the very sensual. Very doit, Mister Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, the general, your god. Shades, joined remotely, unfortunately remotely, by my hetero life mate. Ill will the thrill of the poet Tan Shakespeare and Canada the major English was a certified the Godfather. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I be. Cause baby, that's who I is. Thrill. Yes, sir. Aside from Money in the Bank 2021 wrapping up, mm-hmm. crowning some new champions, crowning mm-hmm. some Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Banks. Mr. and Miss. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, they're not married. Right. So Mr. <laughs> and Miss Money in the Bank. Right. I, I, I don't know, man. This was... This this pay-per-view. It... it... Well, let, let, let's let's we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll 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 get to that. All right. We'll we'll get to it. 
But before we get into any of it, what the hell? Sorry, I had to cough. I thought you sneezed. No, it was a cough. Oh. But before we get into any of that, <laughs> please clear your throat and do uh-huh. me a favor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Ring me that bell. All right, so we'll start off with the pre-show match, uh, which I unfortunately forgot completely about and did not watch. Um, I completely, I didn't realize what time it was. Time slipped away, and then you texted the group chat at like seven fifty-five, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." So I missed this match. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I actually did. I was playing Dead by Daylight, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing game after game after game. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this going to be like an old WWE where like the pre-show starts at 5? Because it's already 6-something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm way past like the start time. So, I, you know, I, I go onto the Googles. I check the start time. It says uh, the, the pre-show, the kickoff starts at 7. Mm-hmm. And I watch the entire kickoff show. Okay. Um, I shouldn't have. <laughs> Um, the Mysterios versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um, I, I go back to, was it Revolution and the pre-show match with Serena Deeb and Riho? Yeah, uh, Revolution is normally in No, double or, double or Nothing. It was Double, double or, or nothing. nothing. Yeah. And we're like, that is how you start like a kickoff. That's right, like that right. is a that's buy-in. That's a pre-show match. Yeah, exactly. That's the buy-in. Perfect. Exactly. I, I didn't. I this felt like a SmackDown match. Mm. Was like a regular, regular, regular match on Friday Night SmackDown. Mm. This didn't like that. I don't know. Um, not much happened. Uh, Dominic is okay. So there's there's spots where Dominic's improving in the ring, mm-hmm. and there's other times he just looks green mm. um but they made ray look strong he kicked out of a um, the uso super kick and a j splash okay and damn i actually don't remember how this ended well i saw they they played the highlights of the match during the, the main show proper and if I remember correctly, it was – I know Dominic ate the pin. Mm. And I think it was Jimmy was pushing Jay from the outside of the ring to, like, add leverage to the pin. Yes, it was Ray. He was pinning Ray, not Jay. Uh, not Dominic. Okay, whatever. I could have sworn it was Dominic, but you could, you, could be, you're probably, you saw the match. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, now I remember. Um, he had him in like a pinning predicament, and the other Uso, the drunk one, was pushing. Oh my god! Was pushing his brother to for more leverage, and the Usos win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and they go to the back, and they're celebrating with um, Roman Reigns, and. He's like, hey, you guys did it. Congratulations. You know, I pushed you guys. You did it. You did it. But, you know, I gave you guys what you want. Now you have to give me what I want. You know what and I want. You know, you know what I want. 
He's like, so uh, Jay is like, I already told you, Oos, you're the tribal chief. You're the head of the table. I acknowledge you as that. And it's like, I don't want to hear it from him. And Jimmy's kind of like, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, you're the tribal chief, bro. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're the head of the table. Mm-hmm. So he's like still reluctant yeah. on doing it. But, but what can you do when the, the bloodline is draped in gold? Proofs yeah. of the pudding, man. Yeah, I guess. But judging by this match alone, I wouldn't have bought into this pay per view because mm. it, it didn't hook me in. I wasn't I wasn't entertained. It was it was horrible, slow, it's really slow. You know, it's interesting because it really makes me think about the purpose of WWE's kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Because with AEW, it is what they call it. You know, it's a buy-in. They they want it to persuade you to to purchase the pay per view. They air it live on YouTube for free, and the expectation is you're going to enjoy what you saw on the hour, and then you'll purchase the pay per view if you were on the fence about it before. I think it's pretty evident that WWE doesn't care about that. That's not their headspace. I don't think they're in. They don't have the mentality of uh, let's have a really good kickoff show because we want to entice people to purchase a pay per view. I don't even mm-hmm. think they think of it as oh let's have a good kickoff show to get the crowd into it because I heard that that was also something like a, a motivator in how they pick what goes on the kickoff show, etc. I don't even think that's the case anymore. I think they used the curtain jerker for that. I think WWE likes to have the first match be what you would think the kickoff show would be a match. That's going to be high intensity, high excitement to get the crowd into it for the rest of the show. I almost wonder if they just do it because they feel like they have to, you know, like Uh, I'm not sure what the purpose, what is the true purpose for a WWE pre-show? Okay. So to go over the card, I understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. But to have okay, so I I guess we're, we're, what we're doing now is we're it, it, apples and oranges. We're comparing apples and oranges. Sure, sure. You know, um, we go into a WWE pay per view, watch the kickoff because it's already bought on the streaming right. service. Right. Although, if I'm not mistaken, if you had WWE Network back then or Peacock now, and you have the free version, you could still get the pre-show for free without having to have the paid subscription to watch the full pay-per-view. I I did not know that. I believe. But then, but what are the odds of you're going to watch with your free subscription and then go, Oh man, hold on. Let me put in a paid subscription. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, there's no stakes for them in their yeah, kickoff show. Exactly. There's no chicken either. Why? Come on. Come on. You said it. You set me up. You set me up and then it's ready to not. Come on. Come on. You know who I am. So <laughs> with AEW, <laughs> their their buy-ins make sense. Mm-hmm. If WWE doesn't have a match on their kickoff, I nine times out of ten am not watching their kickoff. Mm-hmm. 
which sometimes they do. They'll have like an hour long pre show that's literally just a pre show. But no, they'll put like fodder, like a like a comedic match, like an R Truth match or a, something silly. They've NXT... done it before. They've done it. Before. They've, they've done pre shows where there's just jibber jabber. It's not yeah, common, yeah. but they they do it. I've, absolutely. Because I remember I one time watching, going, "So they're just not going to have a match. They're just not going to have a match." Yeah. But anyway, as you were saying, I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean. Nine times out of ten, if there's no match, you're going to catch me when the main show starts. Right. Um, and I I was hoping that a time like this, man, I wish they caught me when the main show started. <laughs> Although, the main show wasn't wasn't good either. If if the pre shows any indication, we are in for a rough night. <sighs> Let's move on to the to the main show proper. Yeah, why not? Go ahead, bud. <sighs> okay, I just because I opened up the wiki and I saw the winner, <laughs> and I just did you oh, forget? No, I just didn't. I just oh my god, so dumb. I so okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. It's fine. Go. Okay. So they kick off Money in the Bank with the Money in the Bank ladder match for a Women's World Championship contract. Yep. Tamina, Natalia, Zelina Vega, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Asuka, and Nikki Ash. Um, the one thing before the match even starts that stands out is that Alexa Bliss was standing on the middle rope. She mm-hmm. came out first, mm-hmm. and she stood on the middle rope until all of them came out. Mm-hmm. And then and for I'm the first, like, like, 30 seconds or a minute of the match, she did the same thing. Okay. Uh, okay, so during this match, in the beginning of this match, um, my dog had himself a little bathroom accident. Aww. So I had I had to wash him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed a lot of this match and I got in for the ending. Okay. So once all the participants are in the ring, um, Alexa Bliss is still doing that thing where she's standing upright on that second rope in the, like by the turnbuckle, the bell rings and the other seven women all split to grab ladders and they start to fight each other outside. Alexa Bliss stays there just standing. Um, and at first I was like, okay. I'm down with this. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they play this. How long do they play this? I haven't really seen much of Alexa Bliss in her new Sister Abigail, Bray Wyatt thing. Because once they started doing this, I kind of checked out. So I was like, I want to see what changes there are to her character and her wrestling style with this. So, okay. So she's standing there for a few seconds. And then she comes down. She walks towards the center of the ring looks up and starts to reach up towards you know in the direction of the money in the money money in the bank briefcase excuse me and i'm thinking to myself are they seriously about to try and do some spooky do powers in the middle of this match to start the show <laughs> like you know, she's gonna she's gonna levitate bro i thought they would ring the 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 briefcase was gonna start slowly descending and I was I was gonna lose it, but uh, but that works. 
But that's so corn. That's no, so no, absolutely. It's absolutely compared to the ending of the actual match. I would have preferred that. Well, the ending was stupid. Anyway, um, so she reaches up, and then like immediately, someone comes up behind. I think it was Liv comes up behind her and starts you know beating on her, and they're like. Oh, they interfered her just before she was able to use her powers, and even they're confused. And I'm like, <sighs> okay, whatever, it's fine. So <laughs> the match continues. Um, it's fine, you know. Everyone's getting their their stuff in. They're isolating pairs, you know, one at a time, which they have to do because it's a ladder match, and there's so many women involved. Um, there's a couple of spots that are worth noting. One of them, um being let me go back to alexa bliss real quick <sighs> zelina vega i came back for this yeah you saw this yes so zelina vega is r- climbing up the ladder and alexa bliss climbs up the ladder they're at the top of the ladder together alexa bliss looks at zelina vega locks eyes with her starts tilting her head and then zelina starts tilting her head so it's my miming each other and then my mimicking. Yeah. So then once the head tilt happens, now it's like, she's locked in. It's like, this is what activates the power. And so then Alexa bliss raises her hand to, and of course, and Zelina does it at the same time. Now I will say this much. I don't know who's timing. I don't know if it's Zelina or if they just worked on this, but the timing was perfect. Every step they took down, they took down in complete perfect unison. I was like, okay, I think this is dumb, but at least you're executing it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both go down the ladder, and then Alexa tries to run back up, and I go, wait a minute, but you have her in a trance. How does that work? You just broke it just to break it? That mm-hmm. Now now you're, you're breaking your own rules. But they both get intercepted. They both get beat up. Alexa, no, I'm sorry. Alexa Bliss gets pulled down. And Zelina Vega is just standing there at the bottom of the ladder. Eventually, she, like, quote, unquote, shakes it off. And she gets back into the match. And I'm just like, what? Are, are you, how do you? If you're going to have weird powers, you have to. It's like any movie. It has to be consistent. You can't just, like make up the rules as you go whenever they're convenient. That does, that's not how that works. If you want me to believe in this farcical, over-the-top, you know, spooky nonsense, then sell it to me correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, so that was that. The rest of the match, again, was pretty by the book. We had Natalia and Tamina doing team-up spots because they're tag team champions together. Um, they gave Liv a lot of time to to like you know shine because she was a sentimental favorite. She had you know gotten the crowd behind her over the last few weeks. Um, then they did this spot outside where they stacked the ladders on top of Alexa Bliss. <sighs> I remember that. So my problem with this is she's only demonstrated that she has supernatural powers twice during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but she couldn't get from under the ladders with superpowers? Not only that, what... Um, 
if you're one of the, if you're these competitors and the only like is that enough for you just these two little things are enough for you to be like oh we got to bury her in ladders is that we got to bury her in ladders like i don't know it just didn't add up to me um i'm trying to think of what else happened in the match that was worth note um <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was pretty standard. There was there were no crazy spots. Um, oh, they had a tug of war with Natalia and Liv Morgan over the ladder early in the match, and that was dumb. But let let's move on to oh oh, um, what's her name? Nikki Ash, damn near died. So let's talk about the spot where Nikki Ash or Nikki A-S-H, A-S-H, whatever you want to call her, damn near kills herself in that ladder spot. You want to get into that? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So they they bring up the, the – she's the other women are in the middle of the ring, and they're all in the middle, and they're all doing this, you know, hockey-style line brawl. And the camera pans out. You see Nikki start to climb the ladder outside of the, of the ring, and all these women, bless their hearts, start to make their move towards the rope and they all do the thing where they like put their arm around each other and look at the ladder to catch her and she is nowhere near the top of the ladder yet mm. i have no idea if the girls were early or if she was late but she the, the camera catches the girls you know just waiting and i'm like oh this is terrible this is already bad it's already yeah. bad and then she gets up there she looks at the crowd. She's soaking it up. She does the pose because she's, you know, a superhero now. No, she's and, almost almost a superhero. I'm sorry. Almost a superhero. That's the whole A-S-H. Um, and I see she's got one foot on top of the ladder, but the other one is still, like, on the rung of the ladder. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if you've been watching wrestling your entire life, Nikki, but Jeff Jeff Hardy knows one thing. It's how to jump off a ladder. You gotta get to the top. Uh-huh. You can't you you can't half measure this. And so I'm like, okay, she's gotta get to the top. She's gotta oh, she's not oh, she's just gonna jump from here. Oh boy. And so she jumps with just the one foot on the top, second foot a little bit, you know, on the lower rung. And man, she barely clears the rope. And like three of the 12 women that are in the ring. I'm exaggerating. It was like six. Three of the women that are in the ring were even able to catch her by the slightest degree. And, I, and I'm talking about the slightest degree. Oh, man. It was it was a rough spot. Um, uh, I guess she hasn't learned how to fly yet. No, clearly. Clearly. Because, because she just barely cleared the rope. If, if her foot hits that rope, she's fleeced face planting mm-hmm. potential broken something mm-hmm. um thank think you know the referees that were down there holding that ladder mm-hmm. because it was already wobbling when she was up there if yeah. they weren't holding that she wasn't going to clear that she wasn't going to clear the ropes right now the issue that at, whatever if whether you understand why or why not jumping off the ladder the way she did is problematic. It's simple physics, right? So if she's got 
one leg on the ladder, but her other leg is on the rung. Instinctually, what her body's going to do is push off the ladder. Mm-hmm. So instead of going up, she's going to go forward. If you don't have enough elevation, if you're not high enough, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to flail in a forward direction. Mm-hmm. If you're at least on the top of the ladder and you have both feet firmly planted, you now have better control of where your body's going to go. Yeah. Are you going to launch? Do you want to get elevation and go up? Do you want to just go straight into a line? All that stuff you have control over. But when you have one leg up, one leg down, you're completely at the mercy of how much you kick off, where you kick off, and then gravity. So it's just it's just not as if you're going to do a spot like that, you've got to be both feet have to be on the same if, if you're gonna be on the wrong you can they're both you got to be on the wrong if you're gonna be on the ladder then they both got to be on the ladder you can't do half measures i'm telling it's i've never done it but watching enough professional wrestling in my life it's and watching enough stunt work because I, I i watch a lot of stunt stuff on my own free time it's just weird that's just how, yeah i'm weird um that's just it's just how you do it you can't you have to have as much control over your body as humanly possible. And having your body weight distributed unevenly is the last that you can't do it that way. Yeah. After this, there's only one thing to get to. And that is the finish of the match. <sighs> where you have uh, three big ladders in the ring. There are six women because mm-hmm, Alexa Bliss is buried in the ladders. So buried under the ladders. She's done for the match. There's six women. Uh, Asuka, Naomi, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natty, and Tamina all fighting on the ladders. And Nikki just runs up the middle ladder that people are still fighting on. Climbs over the people in the middle unclips the briefcase and wins the Money in the Bank letter match. Now, Thrill was none too thrilled (laughs) about the uh, execution of this. He said, this has to be the six dumbest women in the world. (laughs) Asuka more than anyone. It's so funny when you put it like that. <laughs> but that is exactly what I said. That's word for word what I said. Because Asuka is looking at Nikki. Unclip it. Tamina's not holding Asuka. Asuka's just reaching. Like, so, like, with no effort. And I'm just like, so, so, so this is how you guys are going to end it. Nikki, first of all, Manny Clash messages me after this match, and he's like, Nikki Cross gets no pop on her way out, but gets a big pop when she leaves. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I'm, I have a, I'm going to get a still of the, the final image. And literally the only person who has any excuse losing this match is Liv Morgan. Mm. because that's the back that Nikki climbed atop of. So theoretically, if you're on the ladder and you're engaged in a, in a fight with somebody and someone climbs over your back, it's, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of, 
You're at the mercy of that person. Exactly. However, Naomi, who is literally looking directly in front of her, does nothing. Absolutely nothing. Asuka, like you mentioned, and Natalia, who are on the same side that Nikki climbed up, you're telling me you don't see this woman climbing up next to you? And you don't think to pull her down? I mean, Tamina, I can almost give you a pass. Zelina, the way the picture that I'm seeing, her head is down because Natalia was beating on her. I can almost give her a pass. But Naomi especially, and then Asuka and Natalia. Just, it's... And I know that they're not actually. I don't mean that these six women are legitimately dumb. But their characters, as portrayed in this one moment, are the six dumbest women, especially those three, are the six, are the three dumbest women that have ever graced the wrestling ring. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, fan favorite, Liv Morgan. Everyone thought that she was going to win. Um, I guess, uh, who's, was it you, Tom, or Manny Clash that said Nikki's going to be the first person to fail at cashing in money in the bank? Not I. It wasn't me. I didn't say that. She's going to be the first woman to fail at cashing in. I knew it was going to be either Liv or Nikki to win this match. Um, you did was... say it. You did say it on Friday. Yeah, and I was okay with either one of them winning. I didn't like the way that Nikki won it. Now, if Nikki chokes her opportunity, boy, ugh, I don't even... Where do you go from here? You've already it, rebooted her character twice. Once yeah. was a soft reboot where she went from being the crazy you know, member of Sanity to just being Alexa Bliss's best friend. It was a soft reboot. But now you did a hard reboot where she's Nikki A.S.H., the almost superhero. If you're going to reboot her, give her the money in the bank just to have her choke it. Oh, oh, that's. There's no coming back from that. What? Do you, how? How do you? There's no there is no coming back from that. Especially when your gimmick is that I'm an almost superhero and then you're going to lose. Well, she's almost a superhero. <sighs> I guess she was never a superhero at all. Oh, okay. My my last gripe with Nikki A.S.H. is... When the Hurricane did his, his... When the Hurricane did his superhero thing, right. costume didn't look bad. Costume didn't look bad. Okay. okay. Molly Holly. No mask. Mighty Molly. The, well, you didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Stop. Yeah, you keep interrupting. I'm sorry. When Molly Holly did her Mighty Molly thing, she didn't have a mask, but she still had like the superhero garb. Mm-hmm. Wasn't bad. Black and pink, black and green. No problem. She chose, Nikki, that is, chose gold and blue. <laughs> Maybe she's a fan of the Warriors. But but it's not even like a golden yellow. It's just gold. It looks it looks like a blind child made this. And sewn it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, um 
I will say, okay, so I'm not crazy about her ring gear, but if it fits and it works for her in a practical sense and it serves the gimmick, it's fine. Um, I appreciate that at least the colors match, like the blue of her knee pads and the blue of the unitard match, the gold of her tights and the gold striping match and the gold boots match. You know what I mean? At least they're not different like shades of the same color. The mask, I hate. Um, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't face me. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me too much. Her mm-hmm. whole look. Um. I don't know. I, I hate the butterfly though. The butterfly is real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the more uh, I see every time, every time I see her, I go, "What's this butterfly? It looks so stupid." Yeah. But especially especially if you go from crazy Nikki. Yeah. To a butterfly, like, come what. What the hell are you doing? Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the following match was for the Raw Tag Team Championships. We had the defending champions, AJ Styles and Omos or Omos or whatever, uh, going up against Eric and Ivar, the Viking Raiders. Now, oh, man. There's a lot wrong with this match. You know what? No, let me let me let me let me correct that. There's a lot wrong with these two teams. And what I mean by that is where the Viking Raiders are today versus where they were a few years ago is devastating. You met you said this in the group chat. You're like, there is no reaction for the Viking Raiders when they came out. It was it was zero pop. No, no, no noise. I remember not too long ago, legitimately not too long ago, where as soon as their music hit, the crowd would get loud. And the entire time they came down the ring, the crowd was chanting war along with them as they did the horns in the air. I know why. It just hit me. I know why. Okay. Okay, so what's our big yours and mine? What is what's our biggest issue with WWE currently? Oh my god, the biggest. Oh, Aside from like, I don't know, bro. You got to narrow it down for me a little bit. The pro- <laughs> no, it's the product is garbage. Yes, yes. The product is garbage. We stopped watching it, which means like guys who used to watch. Uh, the Viking Raiders on NXT. the Indies. No, oh, the okay. Indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not going to live shows. Mm-hmm. These are for like the Fairweather fans. That oh, I, I like this. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna come to this. I'm gonna come to. Oh, I like Roman Reigns. Oh, I like mm. um, whoever. They don't know War Machine <sighs> or the War Raiders. Or the Viking Raiders, they just that, know that's they are now. Oh yeah, what, what what was it? The Viking Experience. Oh my God, remember that? Like they, they like these fans don't care for them because they didn't see them a couple of years ago. They only saw them during COVID with uh, the Street Profits. These guys are a comedy act. They lost their edge. 
how did I like it blows my mind when they they were showing the 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 clip of them last year with the the, the street profits and I just can't wrap my head around that this is war machine like do you I'm sure you remember just how much they had behind them coming into WWE Mm-hmm. just how much they had when they were in New Japan and Ring of Honor and all these other, like, they were so good, so well-respected, acknowledged as one of the best tag teams in the industry at the at the time. You know, strong, hard-hitting, innovative, athletic, blah, blah, blah. They had a great look. They had everything going. They come in. They get rid of War Machine. They call them the War Raiders. Okay, fine. I'm down with the War Raiders. And then they become the Viking experience. Then the Viking Raiders. And they do the stuff with the Street Profits. I don't even... I can't even... Like, it doesn't make sense how that team could be this team. Mm -hmm. I can't... how, How do I take them seriously? How do I take them seriously when they were bowling and doing a axe throwing competition which was clearly you know edited and the quick like, shots. Uh, yeah and was it a hot dog eating contest or something like that and i don't, and I don't did, uh, the thing with the kiritazawa and the ninjas like how how do i take these two guys seriously as intimidating viking types who come down with the the skull and horns and they're doing the arm thing and they're chanting war and I'm supposed to take them seriously when they were doing fake dunks when they were when they had that woman who was like Ivar's cute like I'm I'm supposed to take that seriously now I'm supposed to think that these guys are worthy of tag team championships or any championships for that matter beating I can't uh, giving uh Eric no, Ivar. Ivar's the bigger one. The beard, long hair. I don't know who's who. Oh. Letting Ivar pin AJ Styles, a former two-time WWE champion, on Raw. Do you think they were going to beat them on a pay-per-view? No. What, is that supposed to legitimize them? Because he gets a, a pin on AJ on TV? Hmm. And then my issue with AJ and almost, I mean, look, almost is humongous. The dude is seven foot three, legit seven foot three. And he's, he's a massive human being. I understand that. But that dude moves like he's stuck in like pudding. And I just, I can't keep watching these. I, I don't like it. I, I can't keep watching AJ Styles do all the work. So that this guy can come in, throw a weak punch, throw a terrible kick, do the vice grip on the traps like he's the great Kali, and then do a two-handed Joe Slam. <laughs> you just set the entire ending of the match. <laughs> that's that's all he does. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't watch this stuff. Um. Yeah. Uh, I I agree. Um. Oof. AJ's above this, like not to not to be a um, a fanboy, yeah. But he deserves better than this. I understand he's training almost and stuff like that, but almost ain't doing what AJ Styles is doing. 
apparently one of Olmos's trainers is Kevin Nash. Oh my god. That that's why he's not good in the ring. I'm the entire time I'm watching the match. He is so bad at trying to sell timing. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get hit and he knows he has to get to another spot for the next spot. And he's doing like, he's trying to do this whole like sluggish, trying to shake off the effects with his head kind of thing. And it's just, he did it like four times in the same match where he's like trying to regain his, his focus with his head. He's like kind of shaking his head a little bit as he's, he's like stumbling in the ring. I'm like, dude, it, it can't be that every punch makes this happen to your face. I can't. Yeah. It can't be that every kick makes this happen. You have to stumble around and shake your head. Figure something else out or get to the spot sooner. I don't know what to tell you, but like, I understand that he's supposed to be this massive imposing person and these smaller, which is crazy. Thing that I'm sorry. I almost called a war machine that the Viking Raiders are smaller to anybody. Um, but that the smaller competitor has to get to their spot to do their move on him, and you don't want him to just stand around and wait for them. I get that. I'm I'm sure that would look worse. But then think of something else. Drop to a knee. Oh no, wait, you can't. That's his whole thing. It's gonna take forever for him to get to his knee. Um, lean back on the rope. Um, feign in it like a like a soreness or something. Like it it can't be the same thing every time you're transitioning to another spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Oh. God, watching him is painful. So, um, AJ and almost retained the belts. Uh, Thrill gave you yeah, the entire breakdown uh, in his four-minute rant. Um, That's it. Oh, let's go to a match that was almost as quick as <laughs> Thrill's rant. So the the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley taking on Kofi Kingston in much to the glee of Thrill and I. (laughs) Uh, This was a favorite match of the night. (laughs) This is a a a one way beating. It was a it was a back alley beatdown. It was a one-way beating, and Bobby Lashley was swinging the hammer and swinging Kofi Kingston. Um, there's not much to say here. Um, yeah. He, so he I will say this. Took a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm took sorry, a, he took too long to dismantle him, but I understand that he was trying to get that edge back. So he wanted to, like, beat the hell out of, like, Kofi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what were you gonna say? I, I was actually gonna say just that. Um, so I was the last time we saw Kofi get annihilated like this. Obviously, it was Brock Lesnar, right? And so as I'm watching, and Lesnar and Lashley have been compared to each other throughout their careers. So as I'm watching the match, I'm thinking about the Excuse me. Salud. Um, I'm watching. The, I'm watching the match. I'm thinking about the goal. The match of Goldberg. And the time difference is served by the story difference. And I appreciate that because they showed that Lashley could have beat him as quickly as Lesnar did, but there was more at stake for him. 
Lesnar just mm-hmm. showed up because he was paid to show up and take the belt. Right? Mm-hmm. What is that beeping going on behind you? Is there a truck? There's out a there truck there's a truck backing up behind my house. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I anyway. hope he doesn't hear that. I hope he doesn't hear that. And like Well, I've been trying to ignore he, it, but I heard it. And then when you stop, I'm like it's still going. Yeah, I know. I hear it. Yeah, Loud and clear. Sorry. I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but between the technical difficulties and oh now the truck gosh. backing up. Oh, my Lord. But um, what was I saying? Okay, so yeah. So Lesnar just showed up for the paycheck, got the W, grabbed the belt, and got out, right? Yeah. There's an actual story here. You know, um, Kofi got the upper hand on Lashley. Lashley's got upset. Lashley got upset with MVP. Lashley is mad at Kofi Kingston. So, sure, he could roll up, F things up, and then dip. Mm-hmm. But he has to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And how do you prove your point? More so than just beating a man while he's down. He beat him, put him in the, in the, in the hurt lock, and then didn't let him tap out to it. He kept the offense going. Yeah. And then he got to submit eventually. I he actually like it. Hit him with, he I hit him was, with and not just dominators. because. Exactly, and not be and not just because I don't like Kofi because I do not like Kofi, but not just because of my dislike for him, but because I think that was how you tell this story effectively. Mm-hmm. I, whoever was in that ring with him, this is if this is how the match went down, perfect. This is how you make him look dominant. This is how you make him the almighty. This is how you sell him as one of your big guns so that when he inevitably faces off against Brock Lesnar, he has this feather in his cap. Yeah. I dispatched of Kofi in two seconds. You don't think I could have done that? I wanted to teach him a lesson. You only care about coming here and taking money and getting out. I'm here to prove that I'm dominant. You know what I mean? Like, that's... You have to... You need this to, to to build blocks to every step that you take, and this is how you did that. And I was I was a very yeah. much a fan of how this uh, the match played out. <sighs> okay. Oh no. Hello. Bro again. <sighs> Hello. Hello. Yo, can you hear me? Welcome back. Oh my lord. I don't know what the hell's bro, I'm literally just sitting here. Uh alright, we can continue. Cause you said that uh, uh the Bobby Lashley thing. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard the the end of it, but I didn't I tell me where you were at. I'm trying to think because at some point I asked you a question and then that's when I realized you were gone. The last thing I heard was you you came here to uh make uh collect a paycheck i came here to prove how powerful i am and then it cut out i don't remember if i said anything after that 
Oh, we can just continue after that, and I'll just whatever. It's it. fine. If if yeah. I didn't say something, I did. If I didn't, I did. I don't. Whatever. I'm gonna fucking be up all night editing. <sighs> okay, give me a second. Let me think back to exactly what I said, so I can at least transition you. I can I can go in after that. Okay, whenever you're ready, I guess. Okay. Now, proving that he is the almighty champion. Uh, when, like you said, when he does inevitably face Goldberg at SummerSlam, he can dismantle that man. But he can do it faster than when Lesnar did it at WrestleMania. Mm, okay. And then he has two on Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And okay. then you you have them face off. If, uh, if you're going to do that, you have them face off. So, so we're really going to Survivor Series? Oh. I don't know. The booking I don't have ready for. Yeah, for that yeah, yeah. Yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you can do that. Um, but the way that the men's Money in the Bank uh, results happened, the way that that ha- that ah, the way that that match finished, um, I'll allude to. The, I'll go back to this. Yeah. When we get yeah, to yeah. that part. Yeah. Um, the ne- the next the next match, man. The next. Bro. Okay. Oh my god. I feel like I'm just gonna spend this entire episode just angry ranting. All right. The next match is for the Raw Women's Championship. Defending champion Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair. Um, I I'm not gonna say much because I'm I'm getting so upset. I'm so angry with the result of this match. Um. Yeah. I don't. I, you you can say whatever you want. Char- Charlotte wins. Lol. I hate it. I hate it so much. What I'm gonna say exactly what I said in the group chat. Why even bother hiring any more women for this company? What's the point? What's the point? For what? For what? Just to feed more, you know, fodder to the to the monster? For what? If if she's just gonna beat everyone and be the eight million time champion, what is the point of having anyone else on the roster and have any other matches? For what? Why? Who cares? It doesn't matter. By the time we get to Charlotte, oh, Charlotte wins, lulls. For what? For what? What is the point? Oh, my God. I hate this so much. Um, and and the, the bad part about it is the fans were chanting, we want Becky in, like, the middle of the match. And Charlotte wins. No Becky Lynch. Now, obviously, they're probably saving for Becky Lynch for tomorrow on, on Raw, but... Man, I don't care about this. I, I I do not care about Charlotte Flair and her twelfth. Was it her twelfth reign as a champion? Now I have no idea. I don't care. <sighs> well, are they in the rush for her to catch her dad? Is that what it is? Because Rick didn't do it over the course of like four years. He did it over the course of like what? 30? Yeah. I can't. I don't. Why, why call up Rhea? Why try and sell her as this big star when she was in NXT when Charlotte is just going to get over her every time? It's Asuka Clean. all Clean. over again. Clean, my. Yes. Yes. This is Asuka all over again. 
and I will, and I, and I ask you legitimately, did Asuka ever recover? Because I don't think she ever did. Oh, but she was this champion, one blah blah blah. I don't. Asuka never got back that that allure to her. She never got back that that gravitas that she carried when she came into the main roster. Asuka's never been the same after losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania. And Rhea Ripley, that that's that's done. The how can she come to the, the her entrance music and have the Titantron behind her have the words brutality when all she does is lose to Charlotte? It should just say fatality because Charlotte beats me. It's trash. I am trash. WWE is trash. That's what she say back there. I can't. I'm so upset. So I guess we can move on to the next match. Then. Oh, please, please, can we please? Because uh, not only did Charlotte win, but Charlotte win, Charlotte's win, upset the the streaming <laughs> of Money in the Bank. Even Peacock was upset. Uh, we had the, the men's Money in the Bank match. Uh, our participants are Seth Rollins, King Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Riddle, John Morrison, Ricochet, and Big E. Now, we probably missed the first half. Nine minutes of this match because of buffering. Mm-hmm. The whole segment leading up to it, and then the whole first X amount of minutes of the match. And I'm so glad it wasn't just us because I went on Facebook and it was everyone was saying, yo, Peacock, you're messing up. Yo, Peacock, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just us. Um, but it, by the time the, the match was already like, by the time things worked on our Peacock, was, I, didn't care. I, I didn't care anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, it really took us out of this match. Absolutely. Um. Especially after the Charlotte win, like Charlotte wins, I'm I'm angry, and mm-hmm. then we have this, you know, shenanigans, and I'm like, bro, what, 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 why, for what? What am I watching this for? And then it finally starts working again. I'm like, all right, whatever, I don't care. I already missed the first half of the match. I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah, this really took the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Um. At least the uh, guy that I thought was gonna win won. Yeah. True. I mean, um, I I can't tell you. The only thing that that really stood out was uh, Jinder Mahal and his guys coming out to mm-hmm. take Drew McIntyre out of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything else. Oh, Ricochet had a crazy spot. I remember that. Oh, when he off the ladder, the dive yeah. spot, and, yeah, and... off the ladder, springboard on the top rope. He got height. My man oh, got yeah. height. Yeah. He landed on that rope flush. He he must have been he must have been smoking with Riddle because he got high. Stop. Speaking of Riddle, that dude was hitting RKO's left, right, and center. Like that's his move. Yeah, but that's his that's his best friend. And then he even started doing like the 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 Viper uh, stomps. Yeah. I was like, man, get out of here with that RKO nonsense. You ain't Randy Orton. That's some copyright infringement. Right? That, that is gimmick infringement, sir. You may be your tag team partner, but come on. Get your own identity. Smoke your own pole. No. <laughs> so, um, Big E ends up winning because he hits the um, the big ending on Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins is climbing the ladder. Big E grabs him, catches him, big endings off the ladder. Climbs the rung. 
retrieves the briefcase, and Big E is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I'm going to go back to what I alluded to earlier with the Bobby Lashley thing. There are talks about reuniting the New Day with the draft. I think Big E gets the revenge for Kofi Kingston by beating Bobby Lashley. Oh. Mm. I don't like. You know it's going to happen, though. But you know, when? Is that going to be like a soon thing or is that like a down the line thing? That I don't know. That I don't know. But um, if it's a down the line thing, then maybe I could be okay with that. You know, like if we did Goldberg, we do Lesnar, we get through all of that. And then like one day out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere, Big E, like an angry Big E just shows up and like attacks him from behind. And he's got and he's flanked by Kofi and Xavier. He's like, oh, you thought we you thought we forgot. Mm-hmm. You thought we forgot what you did to Kofi? You know what I mean? Like if that, and then they become a more like serious, aggressive New Day because they want to get revenge for Kofi, then I could be on board. But if it's going to be, you know, a return of the goof troop, I don't know. <laughs> the goof troop. <laughs> oh, boy. Agreed. Uh, uh, agreed. Let's move, let's move on to the last match, please. I can't. <laughs> so the main event is for the Universal Championship. It is Edge versus the defending champion Roman Reigns. Um, may I? By all means. This was thirty-three minutes and ten seconds of boring, boringness, <laughs> boring, boring, boring. Boring, boring. So, we decided boring. So much so that we're messaging in the group chat, yo, why is this match still going on? I'm bored. <laughs> Amanda looks over to me and she's like, wow, this is boring. <laughs> I haven't said anything bad about Roman Reigns since his heel turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably, in my opinion, his worst match so far. Is this is, is this worse than the last man standing match of KO? With the whole handcuff the thing, thing? The handcuff thing. Take that out. The match wasn't that bad. This match from bell to bell, boring. So it's so funny because the match started before, like when the bell rang before the actual action started. Well enough. Look, the crowd is clearly happy to be back at a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really excited. They're into it. Most of the things that are going on tonight, unless you're the Viking Raiders, in which case they don't care that you exist. Um, and the crowd is split. They're chanting, let's go Roman, let's go Edge. Let's go Roman, let's go Edge. And there's people in the crowd with their Roman Reigns t-shirts, with their, you know... Um, Head of the table, their tribal chiefs, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. Their, their gloves, yeah, bro, and they're they're flaunting and they're about it, and I'm like, okay. So first of all, I will say this: I understand because I am appreciating Roman's work. Also, mm-hmm. those guys appreciate the good work that he's doing. They're about it. However, this is the problem with WWE: is that he's supposed to be a heel, mm-hmm. and 
they're so eager to make money that they still sell. This is why Jericho did not sell merch when he was a heel. He refused to let WWE sell Jericho merch when he was a heel because it shouldn't work that way. You know, and and that's the problem. But whatever, fine. We live in a post heel face world, quote unquote. Fine. So passe. Right? Like, it's fine. Honestly, I can get on board with either styles. I can get on board with the heel face structure or a non heel face structure. As long as the wrestling is good and the story in the match makes sense, I'm game. Right? But, man, this match was a slog. It was so tough to get invested and to care. Like, I legit, I showed you, actually, I put in the group chat, I was working on my Seattle Kraken mock expansion draft roster while I'm watching this match because I was so bored. It's just, I just boring. And I know he was exciting once upon a time, mm-hmm. but his, his current style of wrestling boring. is boring. His match with his matches with Randy Orton, boring. Boring. His current program with Roman, boring. His next program with Seth. Well, let's 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 slowly get to that, or maybe not slowly. Let's no, 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 no. I'm not slowly getting to that. We are going right. to well speak before to we it. get there because there's more we have to get into. So there seems to be a legitimate shoot injury for the referee. Although I don't think so because it was a lot of no. shenanigans that came to pass. That were too convenient for it to be a real injury. Yeah, um, no. But the referees suffer some sort of leg injury outside the ring. Um, and so the action continues in the ring, and it sees it seems as though Edge is gonna best Roman. He has him in the crossface, and then who comes strutting down to the ring? Not even running, just strutting. Mm, we got this. It's the Usos, the newly minted tag team champions, Usos. And they, as just as they get to the ring, the crowd explodes. All of a sudden they care. And it's the Mysterios. The Mysterios show up. They beat down on the Usos. They eliminate them from the equation. No Usos, no Mysterios. So now it's back to just Roman versus um, Edge. Edge. Edge hits Roman with the spear. Um, there's no ref. Ref finally shows up. No, 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 no. Seth kicks Edge in the head. He, like, side yeah. kicks him in the head to break the submission. And then Edge hits the spear while the ref is still down. And the crowd starts to count the one, two, three. And Roman kicks out from the crowd chanting one, two, three. They cut away from that. The rep comes in. They do the count over. Kicks out again. I thought that was before Seth came out. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, Seth comes out, and he super kicks Edge in the side of the head. Um, so, then how does Seth get involved again? Uh, he jumps on the apron. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. I'm sorry. Seth jumps on the apron to distract Edge. Edge, try- Edge tries to attack Seth. He turns no, around. He actually, he actually kicks him. Okay, he kicks Seth, turns around, eats a spear, ball game. Yeah. Now, after the match, uh, Seth jumps back into the ring to jump and beat up on Edge. Now, to set this up... Edge. What? <laughs> he sounded like a computer just now. He's like, Seth came back in the ring to jump on Edge. <laughs> 
before the match, they set this up kind of where they interviewed Seth Rollins backstage and he was all angry that he lost a match or something about Edge jumping in front of the line that he's nags and blah, 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 blah. So as he's beating up on Edge, Edge, um, Seth is like yelling, oh, I'm next in line. I'm next in line, blah, blah, blah. And then he says something to Roman on the lines of like, you didn't win because of you. You won because of me. I'm next in line. So then Edge and Seth fight each other off. Um, and they fight through the crowd as they go backstage. Roman is standing in the ring. Heyman hands on the mic. Roman goes, now the whole world can acknowledge me. And then we hear music. The place erupts as John Cena comes out. He's in full wrestling gear, knee pads and all. <laughs> uh, he does his whole shtick with a towel in his back pocket. Looks at the camera. Let's go to work. Throws the towel into the crowd. Runs to the ring. Gets to the middle of the ring. He's hitting his pose. But he um he goes to the turnbuckle, does the pose again, comes down, and he turns to look at Roman, and he God when Cena when Cena wants to be good, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He looks at Roman and he acts startled. Goes, oh, didn't see you there, and then he poses again, and I was like, yo, this guy's a jerk. So then now you have Roman is just standing there. So then uh, Cena looks at him, takes off his hat, exposes an Ace Ventura haircut. With the with the bald spot, the with bald the ball, with the with the vortex, um, and he takes one step towards Roman, nothing. Takes a second step towards Roman, and then I think he takes a third step, and then does you can't see me and hits the pose again, and then the the copyright word mark hits and they go off the air, and I'm like, what what is happening? I don't even understand. This is great. I don't know why I enjoy the fact that Cena was being so smug towards Roman made me so giddy. I don't know why, (laughs) but I was like, okay, thank you for something. At least it was dumb because it went nowhere. And I don't know. Why are you wearing your knee pads to do nothing? But (laughs) sure, I guess. (sighs) (laughs) So, oh god. Um. So, so, so that's the pay per view, and you know, after every pay per view, no matter if it's good or bad, we like to do a ratings. Well, we gotta do match of the night first. Ah, uh, there isn't any. We have to do ratings. <laughs> <laughs> if if we're going match of the night, right? I'm going I would... Lashley Kofi. Uh, but you're that's okay. I'm gonna go for what it was <laughs> the, the men's ladder match for what we got to see. I didn't see enough to be able to. How can I possibly vote for that when I saw two minutes of it? It was a one sided ass kicking contest for the Bobby Lashley Kofi Kingston. You really think that's a good match? No, I don't. In terms of work rate, no, it's not a great match, but in terms of storytelling, I think it was a really well done match. Okay, and that's why that's your match, and the latter match is my match. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not debating you. I'm not saying Jeremy, that's a bad. Uh, you can't pick that. I'm just saying for me, I didn't get. I can't possibly give my match of the night to a match that I only saw two minutes of. Uh, ori- originally, my match of the night was Charlotte versus Rhea, and oh. then 
And then the finish. I'm about and to say I'm, that was never gonna happen for me. And I was like, yeah, no. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm out of here. I was like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I gotta go. It's the ladder match for me. All right, that's fair. Now oh God, yeah. I really don't want to do this rating stuff. <sighs> well, as Shades was saying earlier, with every pay-per-view that we review and recap, we do offer some sort of rating for the show. Now, some people do letters, numbers, stars. Uh, here at Grapples and Apples, we do a tope system. You get zero topes if you're an abomination to professional wrestling. We give it a full five topes if you're what professional wrestling is all about. Now, where does Money in the Bank 2021 land in between the zero to five? <laughs> I have a feeling it's closer to one than the other. But let's let's break it down, shall we? Break it yeah. down. Go for it. So I don't typically include the pre-show match into my rating system, especially if I had to watch it. So I'm going to start at 2.5, starting with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I will, I will leave it at a 2.5 while I enjoyed most of the match. The ending was really, 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 really dumb. So while I can't give it a two seven five or a three, I, I I'm gonna have to knock it back to to keep it at a level two point five. Um, the raw tag title match didn't care for. Um, I gotta knock that down to at least a two point two five. Last year versus Kofi, I'll keep at two point two five. Didn't offend me. I enjoyed the storytelling, but the work rate wasn't there, so I can't really give it much of a boost. Charlotte versus Ripley brings it down to a two because F Charlotte. Um, the men's money to bank ladder match, I didn't watch too much of it because the Peacock stream was not working. So it doesn't feel fair to do anything to the grade. I got to leave it at two. And then Roman versus Edge knocks it down to a 1.75. I, I agree well, wholeheartedly. I agree with you. Um, I'm going through it also, and I just to save time. Yep. Um, the only match that like, I was going to boost was the AJ Styles Viking Raiders match mm-hmm. simply because AJ wins brownie points for being AJ Styles. <laughs> other, than, other than that, it's a 1.75 for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not horrendous. You know, if 2.5 is middle of the road, 1.75 is it's, it's not good, but it's, it's not horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Is what it is. Uh, I, you know, not for nothing. I'm not, you know, between you and I, shades, and obviously everyone listening. I kind of was, I was getting myself up for this show. I was like, you know, I have to stop coming into these WWE shows thinking it's gonna be bad because I feel like I've been doing that lately. I feel like I've been watching these shows, going, ugh, I don't want to watch this, you know, and hmm. feeling like it's an obligation. And so I was like, you know what? No, this is money in the bank. This could be an exciting show. We have the two Money in the Bank matches. We have all the titles on the line. Like, I can get myself excited for this. And I feel like going into the show, I was sufficiently invested. But boy, oh boy. They sure do know how to suck the life out of you, don't they? Yeah, most definitely. But anyway, um, unless there's anything you want to add, let's wrap this up before we have Um, any more technical difficulties. Uh, so the final standings. Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot about this. <laughs> I'm in such a rush to be done with this show. <laughs> um, Amanda, myself and thrill went into money in the bank with a very slim lead, all tied at four and three. And 
the standings for Money in the Bank. Should I do the standings and then the final? Or yeah, should I yeah, just yeah. Do the final. Give us our standings for the night, and then give us the the overall standings and crown our new champion. I'm sorry, whoever was the champion after this, let it be known. Okay, so with a record of five and three, uh, you, Tom, and Amanda, all five and three. Damn. Uh, Steven, a six and two. Uh, Alan was six and two. Uh, the champion, Jason, was six and two, and myself was six and two. And adding up all the scores at the end, I'm going from last place to first place again. Uh, Jim, three and three, last place. Tom, five and three. Steven, six and two. Alan, nine and five. Thrill, nine and six. Ooh. Amanda, nine and six. The champion, nine and six, and the winner with a ten and five record. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The winner and new grapples to apples world champion shades. <sighs> let let me just say this after. So-called champions distorting what this belt actually is. I'm going to tell you with a tear in my eye. <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> when you walk around calling yourselves champion and you tell everybody that you're number one. The only way to stay number one is to be the champion. Three separate occasions. I have been champion now. That belt makes me number one. So y'all got to bask in my glory. And I want you, Thrill, Why? to, igno Why? to acknowledge Why? me. Why me? Because you're, you're the only one that hasn't. Oh, you know what? I don't have a bone to pick with you anymore. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been a threat to you in, in like... A year. To be honest, no, nobody's been a threat to me. Alan. Oh. If you're, if you're listening, and I would know you, you're listening. Would you leave him alone? No. At this point, you are bullying my family. <laughs> I told you, young man, your arms were too short to slap box with God. <laughs> I'll see you guys at SummerSlam. <laughs> Now, we're kind of in a unique position because if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, there is no other pay-per-view between now and SummerSlam. Yeah. So, so our, our new idea of carrying over from VP reviews is not going to be in effect here. It's just whatever your record is at SummerSlam, that's who's walking down as champion. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, hey, we'll, we'll discuss it off air. We'll discuss okay. it off air. Okay. But as of now, that's that's what's what. Yeah. All right. Well, Shades, congratulations on regaining Brownie. I know how much he means to you. Um, Thank you, sir. I got to step it up, man. I feel like I haven't been in the running for the title in a long time. Like, I find myself in the middle of the pack or, like, just behind, like, in third place. I, gotta, I don't know. I got to figure something out. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. 
I mean, it's it's. Uh, it came down. If I did not switch, um, my mm. man, men's money in the bank match, Amanda mm-hmm. and I would have tied. We would have been there. Would have been a four way tie at the top or something like that. Wow. So for the so then for the sake of no ties, I'm glad you made that switch. Yeah. Although I ain't going front. When I saw you say I'm switching my pick to Big E, I was like, man, that's my pick. That was everyone's pick except Amanda and Jason's. Well, Jason had Seth Rollins. Amanda had Drew McIntyre. Seth, Drew made more sense. Seth. Yeah, I don't know what he was smoking. I don't know how he even got to be champion, but I don't know. He's in the record books. He's there. He's there. He's technically got the 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 third longest single reign. Interesting. Yeah, beside behind, like okay, so I had two reigns of sixty-two days, sixty-seven days, and one hundred and sixty-two days. But by person, I'm talking about you have a seventy-seven day reign, and then he is in third place with a thirty-five day reign. Okay. All right. Well, congrats, congrats, sir. Thank and you. Let's see if we can't get that belt off for you next month. I don't think so. I think until, I'm gonna hold this until after the wedding. We gon' we gon' see. We gon' see. But until then, that's gonna do it for our recap and review episode of WWE Money in the Bank 2021. Actually live from Fort Worth, Texas, with fans in the crowd. First time in a long time since WrestleMania. Second time since the pandemic that they've had fans in the crowd. So we're, we're back at it, folks. We're, we're, we're almost back to normal. But with that, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apple. That's Grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Instagram.com, slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many as I need as humanly possible because we appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will, the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare, and Candidate, Major English, which is certified, the Godfather, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be because, baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my hetero light mate. Tell them who you are, baby. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise at the top. Your boy. The general. Your champion. Your god. Shades. Now don't forget to check out our weekly episodes this week, next week, and every other week of an apple a day. It's a bad recipe. Peace. Love.